Uh, Sean, just first of all, can we get reaction to the League Cup draw? And obviously, Villa away next round. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously uh, a tough draw because they're going well, starting the season well. Um, but main thing was to get through last night and uh, see what comes next. How much of a positive Beto getting off the mark instantly? And also, his arrival as a whole, how much pressure does that take off someone like Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Yeah, I mean, I think, it, well, firstly, it's not about taking pressure off anyone. It's about adding to the, the strike force. We, we've, you know, been searching for that for a long time. He's a player we've been monitoring for a long time. Um, a player that desperately wanted to come here, so we finally got that done. Um, and then back to his performance, I thought it was always, he's, 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 I think I mentioned last night, his um, clearance, sorry, came through late. So we couldn't plan on him starting, but we thought he'd be, well, we were hoping he'd be available. So the plan was always to get him on for a half, if we could, at least a half. Um, and then I'm pleased with his performance. Quite obviously, he looked what we, we hope he will look. He looked a uh, you know, physical presence, but also dealing with the ball, but also th uh, stretching the pitch, you know, with... Um, I think the biggest thing for me was with a real desire. You know, he, he doesn't, he can run, we know that, but he can run hard and he wants to run hard and he wants to get in the box. And I think that's a, a very powerful thing for a striker. It sounds mad as if that's the norm, but the, but it's the, the body language and the intent um, he drives forward with. And I think that was impressive last night. Um, obviously, he's only just got it, but that certainly, I think, laid down a, a mark for him to continue building on and something for us to look at now that we've got him in the building and, and sort of be pleased with that's what we thought what we'd seen and, and we saw it last night. What do you have to weigh up now when deciding whether or not to start him against Sheffield United? Well, the good thing is he's, he's played already, so he's had a pre-season, he's, he's, he's up for it and uh, ready physically. Um, you know, there are, there are some slight differences in the uh, Premier League and the way it is, but um, he certainly, I mean, he's, he's made it clear he's, he's desperate to get involved as quick as possible. Um, so that's good. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, What's the diagnosis? What's the prognosis for him? Yeah, so he's, it's nothing that needs surgery or anything. Um, but there was a minor situation on, it, on his kind of uh, sinus area that is delicate, so he's got to be careful with it. Um, the good news from a, an overall picture, he's managed to train through it, not with us, you understand, because of the type of injury it is, but after a few days of settling, he's managed to keep fit, as in his body. So that's good, because we want to keep him going now he's got this far. And then as we go the weekend, it's more of a touch-and-go situation, see what the you know decision is and how fragile it is. But no no surgery or anything like that. Is it maybe having to play in a mask or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, don't um, maybe, maybe. But at this stage, it's more to make sure that it doesn't get knocked, really. Um, so it'll be touch-and-go for the weekend. And then after that, obviously with the international break, you'd, you'd say he's clear straight away. Dwight McNeil, is he available this weekend? And Jack Harrison, I'm presuming, will be ready after the international. Dwight's break. just back on the grass with us, um, as in, sorry, with our training group. He's been on the grass for a few days working, but he's back with our training group today. Um, so another one, we'd have to make a, a decision on that, but he's feeling pretty strong. Um, Jack's on the grass with the sports science team, but not quite training with us yet. So he needs to get to that stage before the next steps. He'd probably need a build-up, you know, half a game, a full game, because obviously it's been a, a delayed period from last season, um, which is, a, you know, one of the things. But he's, he's going well, and I spoke to him today, and he's feeling better about things. So hopefully that just keeps progressing. Dell is getting back on the grass slow, uh, slowly but surely. Um, so that's good to have him back around it, because he had a, a setback. So we're, we're monitoring that. With his injury, that is, by the way, he's well in himself. Um, yeah, so there's a few things that we, th we expect anyway. Although it's not ideal because we're stretched, but after the international break, then I think a lot of these people will be fit again, or certainly very close to. Obviously, the transfer window's about to shut. What's happening with Alex Iwobi and his future? Yeah, look, there's, there's a few circling a few of our players. He's one of them. Um, there's nothing in agreement yet, um, but there's, there's you know him and Tom Cannon, similar sort of situations, a number of clubs circling their situations. With that in mind, would it 
weaken the squad terribly if Alex were to go? What do you have to weigh up as, as regards whether you allow him to go now? Because well, obviously the, he has only got a year left on his contract. Yeah, exactly. The the obvious thing that's been, I think, has been apparent, although I still had to spell it out last week. It was a bit odd. Um, you know, the club have to look at the business side of it. And, and there is a business side of it, quite obviously, with a player with a year left. Um, Tom slightly differently. Um, money's not free-flowing, so it has to be looked at. Is there also an indication then that you're maybe confident of getting in a replacement, being a winger? A you can be as confident as you want. You know, the fact is it's got to be done. Deals have got to be done. There's got to be money available. So if anything happens with them two players, then we'll, we'll quickly assess what can be done next. We're, we've obviously monitoring situations for of our own, I mean, not about them. I mean, of our own um, uh, avenues we could go down. But at the end of the day, you know, you need the finance to make them work. So we'll find out over the next couple of days, obviously. I take it you work into the wires as regards bringing players in then as well. What is the priority? I mean, is it a winger? Is it a midfielder, centre-half? Even another striker again? Well, I think the, the obvious one, if these things um, change with, with Alex and Tom, is, you know, the wide areas because we're the injury side of things as well. Um, the front area, I mean, you know, we've got, we're trying to find that balance. You saw Youssef, I made it clear the other week, he's a young player learning. You saw that, good experience for him. Um, you know, it's going to take him time to adapt to what it is. With Beto, he's longer in his learning, obviously. Um, Dom coming back to full fitness. And it's seen what's available. You know, the market's um, unforgiving at the best of times. So we've been trying to stay on situations, seeing if they open up. Obviously, it's been a, a delay because of the finances. That's been tricky. Um, we are managing to, or so far managing, whether it's loans, whether it's signings, to, to find our way, and it's very difficult. I meant, I meant to mention Damari as well. As, as well, I mean, if he goes to Saudi, then there's a few more days beyond. Just another else. one that's there's a couple of situations swirling around. What are you expecting from Sheffield United? Obviously, last week we saw a spirited performance against Manchester City. I suppose you're expecting a tough, a tough battle there as well. Yeah, I went to the game. I mean, you know, they're, they're an outfit that worked very hard to get to where they've got to. Um, the manager there has worked hard with them. He doesn't mind playing direct when they need to and that kind of working ethic football, where, which is something that should be a given anyway, but they certainly do. They work as a unit. They work very hard. They've got a team ship about them, which, which serve them so well. Um, yeah, they 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 put up a good show against a Man United, uh, Man City side. Sorry, they won't forgive me for saying that. Uh, Man City side that are very good. We know the prowess they've got. Um, you know, last night went against them. That's the way it goes. But they're 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 new to the division. They'll have that kind of crowd behind them, that new feel um, to take on the game. We've performed well. We haven't won, but we performed well two out of three. Um, we got the job done last night. So. We'll see what team we can piece together and see if we can go there and take it on with a proper performance like the, the last two out of the three. But we've got to score goals. I've said that all along. Uh, and finally for me, Sean, obviously we've spoken about the first half performance against Villa and the first half performance last night as well. What can you do differently to really set the tone in those first half? Well, first of all, last night's a completely different animal. Um, Villa, I thought, were, were very good on the day and we were, we were a long way off. Um, that can happen. Last night was a different situation. You know, you got... Everyone's desperate for us to lose, obviously, you know, just by the nature of cup games. Not in a vicious way, but it's just the way it is. Um, you know, a kind of group in the first half, some of the younger players playing, it's a big experience for them, big expectation on that game. Um, Donny made it very awkward and, and, you know, kind of that, that cup feel. Second half, I thought we gave a, a relatively strong, certainly strong enough to win the game. Um, so, yeah, good in different ways, I think. But a different, it's a different style of game than what the Villa game was. Thanks, Vinny. We'll go to Richard. Sean, just circling back to, to Beto, the, the manner with which he, he conducted himself when he came on the pitch last night, scoring a goal, just how much of a lift has that given everybody around the club? 
Um, well, I think the idea was that, you know, get someone in who can be effective, get someone in who's different to what we've got, obviously, um, and someone we've attracted for a while. When they go and deliver that kind of performance and have that impact, then, of course, it's, it's beneficial to the side, but it's also beneficial to the fans. The fans have been well aware for a, a long time now that idea of getting a focal point in the team, um, another centre forward, a different way of operating, and he certainly showed that. Um, but, yeah, mainly just a, another weapon. We want as many as we can. And I think if you get goal scorers scoring, it often releases the, the, the kind of feel of other players to go and score. They feel a bit freer, you know, because a goal scorer is scoring. So we want that. We don't want it just from him. We want it from all of our goal scorers, of course, and other players on the pitch. I've mentioned that. You know, it's important we have the mindset to score from everywhere on the pitch as many times as possible, quite obviously. But it is fair to say if you've got strikers performing and scoring, well, that's got to be a massive benefit. And on Sheffield United, you <coughs> mentioned new club in the Premier League, Fans excited. On Paul Heckingbottom, um, what are your thoughts on the job he's done there? Because it's not been the easiest period by, by all accounts. You can relate to that from, from your experience. But he, he's got them into the Premier League and, and he's got them playing at a place that can be quite intimidating at times. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known him on and off for a while. Um, congratulated him at the end of last season. I know it's a tough task. And, <coughs> excuse me, he's done great with them. You know, and, and not going a million miles away from the format they've used. Do not... Um, I think there's a period they signed quite a lot of players a few years ago. They're trying to do maybe different things for whatever reasons, maybe financial, maybe constructing the club as, a, as a, 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 at large, I should say, or as a whole, even better. And I think some of the players there are still working as a unit, and I think it looks like he's got value in that and he wants to stick with that. So that, that can be a weapon, of course. We've got to make sure that our own unit performs and find the moments that are important to us um, and find ways of winning games, and that's what we're looking to do. Is there a greater emphasis then in this environment on starting the game well? You've referred to, to Villa and last night, obviously, but you know what you're going to get. Well, well, the other games, we haven't just started them well. I think our consistency through the, the, the two home games have been really good, you know, throughout the, apart from obvious, couple of mistakes that cost us, you know, but mistakes at the other end, putting the ball in the net. So I think they're the things we've got to correct, both boxes, you know, not, not give away soft ones at, at the defending end and also take some of the many chances we, we made, start taking them. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. We'll go to Ian at Radio Merseyside. Thanks. Thanks. Let's have a sip of water. I sure <coughs> just talked a lot about Beto, obviously, um, with his goal, but just how significant was it for Arno Danjuma as well to, to score his first goal for the club? How big is that for him? Yeah, I mean, he's come in. He's, he didn't play much last season, so he's still learning about what we, how we want him to operate. Um, that fitness is coming, the real depth of fitness, um, and really getting used to the players around him, I think. So it was good to see him score a goal. Um, you know, he's still adapting to the, what we want from him. Uh, but no, we think he'll be a good player for us. And, and how are you looking at the international break now? Because obviously with the transfer window yet to close, then there's the break and then you could have a number of players maybe back available to you again. Is it almost like you don't quite have the team that you hope you're going to have maybe a, a couple of months down the line yet? Yeah, I mean, we, we started the season with a, um, the, 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 well, just sorry, the end of pre-season, we started losing a couple of bodies and then all of a sudden you go into the season and you think, well, we've got some good players here suddenly not available. Um, then we lost Alex at Villa as well and Dom. And then all of a sudden you, you start looking stretched. We lost a couple last night, which we hope are not too serious, with Mikko going off and a couple of knocks. We're hoping they're not too serious. We'll, they'll settle down today. Um, you don't, it's not ideal, you know, especially when you add in the window and you add in the reasons the wise are wherefores and how tough it's been in the window for us to get the players we wanted to get. Um, but this is the challenge. This is the reality. I speak about it all the time because it is. I've been trying to get to reality line, you know, and say, right, this is where it's, where it's at and we're kind of there. Um, within that, 
in the league mainly, you know, with two very positive performances, they just don't look at it because you don't get a result. No one really cares about positive performances. No one really cares whether you're stretched or not. But I still have to give them the facts. You know, this is the truth of where we're at. Um, and it's our job to change all them things around. Start scoring goals, quite obviously, keeping clean sheets or certainly low goals against, and then winning games. And that, that's the reality of it. You know, I can tell you a million different things, reasons why, but that's the facts. You know, stop it in one end, put it in the other. And I always speak to the players. That's the, the brutal facts of it. That's the job. So that's what we're looking to do, and we've got to do it again this weekend. Thanks, Ian. We'll go to Carl at the press association. Actually, just another quick word on, on transfers. Are you, are you concerned that uh, the, there might be an effect on squad numbers in terms of some people will go out and you might still have difficulty in getting replacing them like for like in numbers. Yeah, but yeah, again, it, that's that's where we're at. You know, that's that's where the clubs are. It's not, you know, if we, if we, if we had loads of money to be pro proactive before pre-season, you know, every manager in the ideal world, you know, wants the players in before the first day's training of pre-season. But it's just simply not that easy. Not many clubs want to sell at that stage either because they try and work the market and make, you know, expand the market, make the numbers grow. Um and then usually that implies you need a fair bit of money to make that happen earlier into the transfer. Uh, sorry, into the pre-season period. It often starts getting towards the end of the pre-season period before the first game of the season, and then it goes on to where we are now, which is the last few days. And then there's usually some activity, and we haven't been in front of that activity for financial situations, of course. So now we've had to wait, and we managed to construct deals that were we were capable of doing, and the other parties agreed. And then we've got to see what the next, you know, what is it, 40 hours or so brings. You know, that's just the reality of where it's at. And I can't emphasize that enough. You know, people get asking me, that's the reality. That's my job is to manage the reality. It's everyone else's job to put in the myths and the perception. Mine's to look at the reality of what the challenge is and work with the group we've got and add to it where we can. And that's what we're still looking to do. I just mean, in terms of the, the balance of numbers, obviously, if you're going to lose somebody, that's a body out squad you've got to replace. But are you going to be, are you going to be allowed to lose them if you, if you can't get an immediate replacement? Yeah, but that's what I was just suggesting. There's a there's a business, there's a business to run as well. Yeah. So a certain situation, the business has to say, right, we're going to have to do that. That's the challenge of it. And then if we can't get anyone in, well, that's part of it. You know, it's the the risk or reward of player trading. And usually, you can only win that battle if you've got plenty of money to go start with in the first place. Where you're proactive, you get the players in you want, and then you look at the outs. But we've had to look at it differently. That's just the the time and place we're in at a football club.